This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this Thursday, October 5th, 2023. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Nate Courtney. Coming up this evening on New Center 88, drone attack kills 80 and wounds 240 at a packed Syrian military graduation ceremony, officials say. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Nathaniel Harrow will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ben Westfall will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a cloudy 78 degrees. And now, on to our top story. Lawyers for Donald Trump has, have asked a judge to dismiss the Washington federal election subversion case against him. The lawyers argued today the Republican is immune from prosecution for actions they say were taken in his official role as president. The motion amounts to the most pointed attack on the federal case charging Trump with plotting to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election he lost to Democrat Joe Biden. The Trump lawyer's motion says prosecutors can't argue that, quote, Trump's efforts to ensure election integrity and to advocate for the same were outside the scope of his duties, unquote. Prosecutors are expected to contest the motion. Syria's health minister says a drone attack that hit a packed military graduation ceremony in the central city of Homs has killed 80 and wounded 240. Health Minister Hassan al-Gabash says civilians, including children and military personnel, are among those killed today. He said there are concerns the death toll could rise further as many of the wounded were in serious condition. In an earlier statement, Syria's military said drones laden with explosives targeted the ceremony, crowded with young officers and their families as it came to an end. No group immediately claimed responsibility for the attack. The war-torn country is now in its 13th year of conflict. The Department of Homeland Security announced that the Biden administration leveraged sweeping executive power to waive 26 federal laws in South Texas. This is the first time the administration has done this, a practice often employed by the Trump presidency. The waived laws will allow the construction of up to 20 miles of border barriers. The Department of Homeland Security made the announcement yesterday on the federal registry that waives federal protections in Starr County, Texas. Environmental advocates said they were shocked when the Democratic administration's reversal to support such construction. The structures will run through public lands, habitats of endangered plants and species. Bedbugs go wherever people go, and they have become a nightmare haunting France for weeks. The government has been forced to step in to calm an anxious nation that will host the Olympic Games in almost nine months, a prime venue for infestations of the crowd-loving insects. Prime Minister Elizabeth Bourne called a meeting of ministers for tomorrow to tackle the bedbug crisis. The country's transport minister, Clement Bonn, met this week with the transportation companies to draw up a plan for monitoring and disinfecting 
and to try to ease what some have called a national psychosis inflamed by the media. President Joe Biden's dog, Commander, is, quote, not presently on the White House campus, unquote, following a series of biting incidents involving the White House staff and U.S. Secret Service officers. That's according to Elizabeth Alexander, the First Lady Jill Biden's communications director. Alexander says President Joe Biden and his wife, quote, remain grateful for the patience and support of the U.S. Secret Service and all involved as they continue to work through solutions, unquote. Alexander did not say where the dog was sent. The two-year-old German Shepherd was last seen Saturday on an upper balcony of the White House. Coming up, auto worker strikes highlights disparities between temporary and permanent employees. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this. It's relaxing. Jazz brings the flavor. I need it. Tune into the latest jazz shows, your jazz shows, Huntington's best jazz shows. Trust me, you do not want to miss this. Only on Marshall University's 88.1 FM WMUL. The cutting edge of your radio dial. Every Friday from 9 to 5. We are war veterans. And firefighters. Mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters. And kids at play. Each of us has experienced unimaginable pain, had countless surgeries and skin grafts. And emerged stronger. We are burn survivors. If you're one of us, please know you're not alone. There's an army of friends waiting to help you recover, renew, and return. Please support the Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors and help someone rise again. Visit phoenix-society.org for more information. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot news reporting by the Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Nate Courtney. Prosecutors say Congressman George Santos, ex-campaign treasurer, will plead guilty to an unspecified felony in connection with the federal investigation of financial irregularities surrounding the indicted New York Republican. Nancy Marks is a veteran Long Island political operative. Marks was a campaign treasurer and close aide to Santos during his two congressional bids. Marks resigned amid questions about Santos' campaign finances and revelations he fabricated much of his life story. Marks' plea is scheduled today in Central Islip. Santos faces a federal indictment centered on charges of money laundering and lying to Congress in a financial disclosure. Marks hasn't returned a message seeking comment. Santos' congressional office says it can't comment on the matter. Among the many charges being sought by striking United Auto Workers is an end to the system that pays workers much different wages for doing the same job. The biggest disparity is with the temporary workers employed by the Detroit automakers who are making roughly half of what their co-workers bring home. 
The UAW says eliminating the uneven wage scales is a big priority because companies are abusing the system to save money. GM and Jeep maker Stellantis have made offers to increase temporary worker starting pay, and Ford is offering to make temporaries full-time workers after 90 days of work. X, formerly known as Twitter, has stopped showing headlines on articles shared on the platform. Now, X only displays an article's lead image and a link to the story. Plans for the change were first reported by Fortune in August when owner Elon Musk confirmed in a tweet that he thought the change, which came from him directly, would, quote, greatly improve the aesthetics, unquote, of posts. Linked articles now appear as an image and includes text in the left-hand corner noting the domain of the link. Users must click on the image if they wish to visit the full article. A man who wounded 10 people in a rush hour subway shooting in New York last year has been sentenced to life in prison. Frank James was sentenced today. He pleaded guilty to terrorism charges earlier this year for the April 2022 mass shooting. His attorneys requested a reduced sentencing of 18 years, pointing to the lack of fatalities as evidence. James didn't intend to kill anyone. Federal prosecutors say James spent years carefully planning the subway shooting in order to, quote, inflict, excuse me, inflicts maximum damage at the height of rush hour, unquote. They said the fact that no one was killed was, quote, miraculous, unquote. Before the shooting, James posted dozens of videos online under the name Prophet of Doom. Some 75,000 Kaiser Permanente workers are taking to picket lines in multiple states over wages and staff shortages. Unions representing the workers who called off the job Wednesday approved a strike for three days in California, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, and one day in Virginia and the District of Columbia. Doctors are not participating, and the company says it will keep its 39 hospitals open. Kaiser Union members say understaffing is boosting the hospital system's profits but hurting patients. While Kaiser say they offer better compensation than competitors, there have been work stoppages within multiple industries this year in the U.S. Coming up next, a man seeking Wisconsin's governor illegally brought guns into the state capitol twice in one day. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. really dragging. I think I'm going to try some of those energy shots everybody's talking about. How about trying WMUL energy instead? WMUL energy? What's that? Only the best energy you can get. What flavors does it have? It comes in seven exciting flavors. Bluesberry, Jazz Pizzazz, Absolute Alternative, Resilient Rock, Ultimate Urban, Rejuvenating Gospel, and Moxie Mornings. <laughs> Available everywhere WMUL-FM's energy may be heard. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Welcome back. 
Welcome back to News Center 88. Voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Nate Courtney. The Pentagon says the U.S. military shot down an armed Turkish drone that came within 500 meters of American troops in northeastern Syria. It was a rare case of rare use of force by one NATO member against another. Air Force Gen- General Patrick Ryder, the Pentagon press secretary, called it a, quote, regrettable incident, unquote, and said U.S. troops were forced to go to bunkers for safety as Turkey bombed targets nearby. He says U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin spoke with his Turkish counterpart about the incident today and underscored the importance of close coordination between their two countries to prevent risks to U.S. forces or to the mission to defeat Islamic State militants in the region. New research shows that fossil footprints discovered at the edge of an ancient lake bed in New Mexico's White Sands National Park date back to between 21,000 and 23,000 years ago. Previously, archaeologists thought human ancestors arrived about 15,000 years ago. The research was published today in the journal Science. Scientists analyzed pollen and quartz grains found at the site to reach data estimates. Earlier research that analyzed seeds of aquatic plants found that the site also produced similar data estimates. Ancient humans at White Sands lived alongside giant ground sloths, bisons, and other megafauna. Police say a man brought a handgun into the Wisconsin Capitol and demanded to see Governor Tony Evers and returned at night with an assault rifle. Department of Administration spokesperson Tatiana Warwick said Thursday that the man, who was shirtless and had a loaded holstered handgun, approached the governor's office on the first floor of the Capitol around 2 p.m. yesterday. Warwick says after being arrested on a firearms violation, he returned to the outside of the Capitol around 9 p.m. with an assault rifle and was taken into custody. Evers' spokesperson declined to comment. Officials say a FedEx plane slid off the runway during a crash landing at the Tennessee airport when its landing gear did not descend, but no one was injured. The Chattanooga Fire Department said in a tweet that that public safety agencies rushed to the Chattanooga Regional Airport late yesterday after reports that the airplane had experienced a landing gear failure. The agency said the aircraft with three crew members came to the rest beyond the runway in a safety area. A FedEx spokesperson told news outlets that the flight from Chattanooga to Memphis experienced an issue right after takeoff. The National Transportation Safety Board said it was investigating. U.S. Senator Amy Kohlbacher of Minnesota and U.S. Representative Yvette Clark of New York sent a letter today to Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg and ex-CEO Linda Yaccarino expressing, quote, serious concerns, unquote, about the emergence of AI-generated political ads on their platforms and asking each to explain any rules they're crafting to curb the harms to free and fair elections. The pressure on the social media companies comes as both lawmakers are helping to lead a charge to regulate AI-generated political ads. A House bill introduced by Clark earlier this year would amend a federal election law to require disclaimers when election advertisements contain AI-generated images or video. 
Coming up next, Kevin McCarthy's ouster as House Speaker could cost the GOP its best fundraiser heading into 2024. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back inside the Xfinity Center here in College Park, Maryland. Happy to have you with us on this Black Friday. Welcome back inside Little John Coliseum. 4.48 to go in the first quarter. Welcome back to Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. Welcome inside the Cole Center, everyone. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. I missed a mortgage payment, but now I'm turning things around. With Sam, I can. Sam is Smart About Money, a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money at samican.org. Business has fallen off at work, but I'm getting prepared for whatever the future holds. With Sam, I can. Get empowered. Reach your financial goals. Visit samican.org. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Emma Johnson. And I'm Nate Courtney. Russian President Vladimir Putin says that the hand grenade fragments have been found in the bodies of people who died in an August crash of a plane carrying Russian mercenary Chief Yevgeny Prigozhin. Putin says that the experts investigating the crash found no indication that the plane had suffered a, quote, external impact, unquote. While Putin noted that the probe was still ongoing, his statement appeared to hint that the plane was brought down by an accidental grenade explosion. There was no way to independently verify Putin's claim. A a preliminary U.S. intelligence assessment concluded that an intentional explosion caused the crash. Western officials have pointed to a long list of Putin foes who have been assassinated. Evidence shown today at former President Donald Trump's New York civil fraud trial indicates that his financial statements were integral to some loan deals. In court today, a state lawyer showed letters from former Trump's company executive to a bank. The letter said Trump's 2015 and 2016 financial statements were being provided as required under the conditions of a loan. Trump said the pretrial testimony that he never thought the statements would, quote, be taken very seriously, unquote. He also said that the people who did business with him were given ample warning not to trust them. Russian President Vladimir Putin says his country has successfully tested a nuclear-powered cruise missile and declared that lawmakers could revoke its ratification of a global nuclear test ban. Little is known about the new Brinstic missile, and many Western experts have been skeptical about it. It is believed to be able to carry either a nuclear warhead or a conventional one. In a foreign policy speech, Putin noted that the U.S. has signed out signed but not ratified the 1996 Comprehensive Nuclear Test Ban. While Russia has signed and ratified it, he argued Russia could mirror the U.S. stance but said he hasn't formed an opinion on the need to conduct nuclear tests. Some members of the GOP are wondering if anyone can take Kevin McCarthy's spot as a fundraising dynamo and partner builder. McCarthy's ouster as House Speaker also leaves a void atop the grounds that 
raise tens of millions of dollars to elect Republicans. The California congressman spent years raising mountains of campaign cash, recruiting top candidates, and painstakingly building political relationships. McCarthy supporter Representative Kelly Armstrong of North Dakota says, quote, nobody can raise money like him, unquote. Already, the National Committee raising money for House Republicans has postponed a fundraiser McCarthy was set to headline. McCarthy has also far suggested he'll continue to bolster the GOP nationally. Vice President Kamala Harris and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer will be among those delivering remarks at today's memorial for the late U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein. Yesterday, mourners streamed into San Francisco City Hall to pay their respects to Feinstein, whose casket was on display. City Hall is the building where Feinstein served as a board supervisor and the city's first female mayor before departing for a groundbreaking career in Congress. The San Francisco native is being remembered as an undefagable public servant who fought to improve the lives of women members of the LGBTQ community, and racial minorities. Feinstein died last Friday. She was 90. And coming up, Nathaniel Hara will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ben Westfall will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. The adventure of a lifetime. <laughs> Destiny will be revealed. Bear witness to a living legend. We've got to get out of here. No! It's coming! No. It's here. The Cutting Edge. Slicing through the airwaves to a radio near you. WMUL 88.1 FM. Please save us from this dark future. Hello, welcome to WMUL. Due to a lack of volunteer DJs and anchors, the station is now fully automatic. This is DJ Electro Soul coming at you. Coming up next is my favorite song, Pure Sine Wave. This isn't the future anyone wants, and it can be prevented. WMUL-FM needs human DJs. Sign up today at marshall.edu slash WMUL, or find us in communications building room 204. Please, help us prevent the robot uprising. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Nathaniel Hara, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It is currently a cloudy 78 degrees. Temperatures will drop throughout the night with a low of 66 around midnight before rising up to a sunny 74 degrees around 5 p.m. Tomorrow evening, the temperature will drop to a low of 57 degrees around midnight before rising up to a partly cloudy 60 degrees during the weekend. Today in weather history, on this day in 1989, Evening thunderstorms developing along a cold front produced severe weather in Oklahoma and Texas. Thunderstorms produced high winds which gusted to 80 miles per hour at White Deer, Texas, and resulted in one death at Picasset, Oklahoma. Thunderstorms produced golf ball-sized hail at Pampa, Texas, and the Furs, Texas. Thank you to weatherforyou.com for that information. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it's a cloudy 78 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For New Center 88... I'm Nathaniel. Thanks, Nathaniel. Now Ben Westfall joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, guys. 
Let's start off the FM88 Sports Report with an update on Marshall Athletics. Tonight at 6 p.m., the Marshall women's soccer team will return home to Hoops Family Field for a conference showdown against the Old Dominion Monarchs. Marshall sits at a 6-4-1 record, looking to pick up their seventh win of the season. The Thundering Herd is coming off an impressive 2-1 victory on the road against Troy last Saturday. Cassidy Bell and Bailey Fisher both got the ball into the net against the Trojans, while freshman goalkeeper Ashlyn Dreyer had eight saves on the day. Their opponent, Old Dominion, comes in boasting an 8-1-2 record and currently is on a two-game winning streak. Sean Kelly and Luke Hamilton will be on the call tonight for the match right here on 88.1 FM. Tomorrow we'll begin a busy weekend at Marshall Athletics. Beginning with Marshall softball as they continue their fall ball season with a 10-inning contest against U-Pike. That match is set to begin at 4 p.m. Marshall Swim and Dive heads up to Morgantown, West Virginia to begin the West Virginia Games, a swimming meet spanning two days. Day one begins at 6 p.m. Marshall Volleyball returns home for their second Sunbelt home series as they take on Troy. That match will begin at 6 p.m. with Ben Cower and John Bogus on the call right here on 88.1 FM. Marshall Volleyball comes in with a 10-8 record, holding even at 2-2 in conference play. The Herd has split both of their conference series against Old Dominion and Georgia State. Troy comes in with a 6-8 record, but has won five straight, including starting conference play at 4-0. Saturday starts bright and early with Marshall Athletics, as the Herd Swim and Dive team closes out their Morgantown trip with Day 2 of the West Virginia Games at 11 a.m. Marshall Softball hosts another fall ball 10-inning contest at Dot Hicks Field against West Virginia State at noon. Marshall Volleyball closes out the home Sunbelt Series against Troy with a 2 p.m. start. And Marshall Football returns to action, this time on the road in Raleigh, North Carolina, against NC State. Marshall comes into the contest with a 4-0 record, facing their second Power 5 opponent on the season. Last time Marshall and NC State played was in 2018 in Huntington, when Marshall fell 37-20. NC State is 5-0 all-time against the Thundering Herd. Marshall is looking for their first 5-0 start since 2020. The Herd is coming off a shootout 41-35 victory over Old Dominion last Saturday. To conclude the busy Saturday, Marshall men's soccer returns to Huntington after a short road trip for another conference showdown against Georgia State. Marshall remains at the top of the college soccer world, ranking number one in the college soccer top 25 for the third week in a row, boasting an undefeated 10-0-0 record, the only undefeated team left in the country with no ties. The Herd comes off a 3-1 victory at Georgia Southern. The Herd scored two of their three goals off penalty kicks. Their opponent, Georgia State, comes in with a 4-3-4 record after defeating Mercer 2-1 yesterday. In college football, we have two matchups tonight, both for Marshall's old home of Conference USA. At 7 p.m., Sam Houston will be looking for their first win on the season as they take on undefeated Liberty. Then, an hour later at 8 p.m., the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers travel to face Louisiana Tech. This Saturday will be a good slate for college football as there are four top 25 matchups. The Red River rivalry returns between number 12 Oklahoma and number 3 Texas. Kickoff is at noon and will be the final time these teams face each other as Big 12 opponents, with both set to move on to the SEC next season. Speaking of the SEC, number 23 LSU faces number 21 Missouri at noon. At 7 p.m., number 20 Kentucky will take on the top team in the country, number 1 Georgia. And number 10, Notre Dame, travels to face number 25, Louisville. We switch to the professional sports side of things, starting with the NFL. Tonight, the Chicago Bears travel to the nation's capital for a showdown with Washington Commanders. 
The Bears are looking for their first win of the season with an 0-4 record while the Commanders sit even at 2-2. In the MLB, there will be four games Saturday as the playoff battle continues to the Divisional Series. For the Atlantic League, the Orioles host the Rangers. The Orioles had the first round bye while the Rangers swept the Tampa Bay Rays in round one, winning both games in the series. The Minnesota Twins head to Houston for their series against the Astros. The Astros also had their first round bye while the Twins come away with the victory over the Blue Jays after a two-game series sweep. Switching over to the National League, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who had the first round bye, will host the Arizona Diamondbacks after the Diamondbacks took the series win over the Brewers. Finally, the Atlanta Braves will play host to the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies bested the Marlins in the first round, while the Braves had their first round bye rest. That is your FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I am Ben Westfall. Thanks, Ben. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Nate Courtney, Nathaniel Hara, Ben Westfall, Peyton Sisko, and for the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Emma Johnson. And your thought of the day is keep your face always towards the sunshine and the shadows will fall behind you. Walt Whitman.